Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, welcome to my post-game show, my instant reaction. Congratulations to the 49ers and you for them winning again nine straight. Uh, this was a close game, but apparently the Raiders do this all the time. Like, all their losses, are, all their games are within one score. And what they do is they take 10-point leads and give them up. So, um, probably should have seen this one coming, but it was a very interesting test two weeks before the playoffs start. And, of course, the good news about today is the Niners won, the Vikings lost, the Eagles lost, and the Niners are now the number two seed, and they could become the number one seed, although that might be a stretch. But two seed, looking like that's what they're going to be, which I'm glad. You know, I don't want to go to Minnesota again. I like Minnesota, but I did it once already. It's going to be hella cold. I'm glad to not have to go there, hopefully. So let's talk about the good first because the Niners won. And then we'll get into the concerns because it was interesting. Some of the things that popped up, it's been popping up for the last couple of weeks. Real quick, if, my, if, I, if, I, if I'm too loud, too quiet, let me know. Um, okay, let's get into Brock Purdy. It was his first real test. He was losing down 10, threw a bad pick, uh, but actually you could argue it was his most impressive game. I mean, it wasn't his best game, but you could argue it was his most impressive game in the sense that he faced adversity. He was losing. I think he was losing for the first time since becoming a starter. And despite having, I mean, he had a bunch of bad plays. I can go through them. But he was clutch. In the fourth quarter, in overtime, some of those throws to Ayuk on slants were dimes. He threw dimes under pressure with not just physical pressure, but mental pressure too, given where they were at in the game. Um, so I was actually really impressed from Brock Purdy. I think this is important. It felt like a playoff game. The intensity was up there. Uh, it went back and forth. If the Niners are going to win a Super Bowl, they're going to have to win games like this in the playoffs. They're not just going to run through playoff teams. And now Purdy's shown that he can face a little bit of adversity, not play his best, uh, shake it off, and finish strong. I mean, you could say, like, I don't think his quarterback rating was that high. It was like 90-something, and he threw a pick. But he also threw two touchdown passes for, for his fifth consecutive game. One of my issues with Jimmy was – Despite the fact that he, he was accurate, he had a high completion percentage, his yards looked good, a lot of his number, his efficiency looked good, he just didn't score a lot of touchdowns. And the, the offense with him on the field, unless the running game was just utterly dominant, didn't score a ton of points, as much as it should with the, with the uh, talent it has. Now, with Brock Purdy, like this was a, not his best game, and they scored 37. It just seems like even, it seems like he's passing these tests. He's so clearly making the offense so much better. Um, and it's like, what is the Purdy effect? Well, who was the MVP of this game? Not Brock Purdy. It was Christian McCaffrey. He went for 193 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he was just freaking dominant. But what's interesting about him, a lot of people feel the Niners' season turned when they got him, and they haven't lost since he's been in the starting lineup full-time. But their offense turned when Brock Purdy became the quarterback, and I think you could see it in McCaffrey. When McCaffrey was uh, playing with Jimmy Garoppolo, McCaffrey had some really forgettable gains where he had like 30-something rushing yards, and he only averaged 4.2 yards per carry, which is really low. I mean, he was doing better than that in, in freaking Carolina. It's below the league average, which is 4.5. Since Purdy's been here, McCaffrey's averaging 5.1 yards per carry, and that's because Purdy does play action moves, throws the ball down the field. There's more, there's more field to defend, and now there's more room for the running back. So um, that's the Purdy effect. It was interesting to see the Purdy test and to see how he uh, responded. Now, that, what were his mistakes? The interception was bad. He underthrew it. And that's what made me feel iffy on him in training camp. Those long throws over the middle, that's when he gets intercepted. They float. And today he said he didn't see, he didn't real, he didn't see the defender who picked it off. He thought he had a layup and all he had to do was you know, put it on, George. No, you, you underthrew it. You had to throw it farther. 
He's good on the, on the throws outside the numbers if it's one-on-one. But uh, the throws deep over the middle, he, that happened to him in training camp a lot, those interceptions by safeties. So that's something I want to see. And what's interesting about that one pick was I felt like that was a throw that Trey Lance would make. So I'm curious to see. I, Brock Purdy hasn't wrapped up this quarterback competition yet. Um, doing a really good job, though. There, was other, there were other things. I mean, there was one where he forced a pass to George Kittle at the goal line. Um, he was double covered. The Raiders defender dropped the pass, and Ray Ray, Ray McLeod, I don't know why I can't say his name. i got to go slower. Ray Ray McLeod was wide open in the end zone. There was another play where it was, I think it was second and five. Uh, Brock Purdy checked it down to Christian McCaffrey. George Kittle was open deep. So these are the kind of things we didn't see from Brock Purdy earlier on. I mean, his first few starts. Uh, we see it from Jimmy. But So we saw those mistakes from Brock Purdy. They still scored 37 points. And the Brock Purdy effect allowed Christian McCaffrey to take over in ways that he wasn't going to take over against, I mean, teams like this in uh, with Jimmy at quarterback. And I think it's interesting. Just the Raiders are better than I thought. They're kind of like the Niners um, that first year that Kyle was here in the sense that they are in one-score games constantly. And it looks like Jared Stidham's good. It looks like they just found their quarterback, at least for next year. I mean, he's better than Derek Carr. Offense looked a lot better with him. And what's interesting about the Raiders is they have real, real – playoff caliber weapons so that was a good test for the defense we're gonna talk about the defense in a second Michael says if the Niners were to bench Lenore who would replace him Ambry Ambry had some good games last year in the playoffs down the stretch clutch he's playing a lot he played a lot better last year than Diamador Lenore's been playing recently there's also Samuel Womack but I would rather go with Ambry Tanyan says Grant I live in Vegas and have a hot cocoa left over do you want to have a sleepover my mom said it's okay I'd love to but uh, my wife and I um, have a flight out of here in four hours. So, um, got to go. Fernando. Is that like a, uh, a tradition whenever the, the Niners win, I have to sing Fernando? They should play that song over the loudspeakers when the Niners win at Levi's. ABBA, Fernando. You know what I'm saying? Fernando. A vibrato. Eric says, Raiders exposed some of the Niners' defensive weaknesses. Thank God that happened before the playoffs with time to make adjustments. Yeah, the question is, what should the adjustments be? Jared says, Purdy and the Niners keep showing a lot of try. Ugly with a ugly with but a win. Ugly win but a win. Keep up the good work, Grant. Love the content. Um, I mean, they played their asses off today. The defense looked a little flat, though. Jimmy who? Says weird beard. Yeah, Jimmy who? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm poor says, OTINT gave me tart vibes while it was in the air. Oh, right, because Tart would have dropped that. Good call. Lenore's a major liability, and it's bad, bad. Yep, he's uh, the worst player on the starting roster. Sacramento Mike says another week, another TD given up by Hafunga. He's got a, a Ward 2, and Ward's starting to commit a bunch of penalties. Trevarius. Alexander Romero says he plays with swag. Brock Dirty, he studies plays. Brock Nerdy, he's an Iron Man. Brock Sturdy, he is him. Brock Purdy, I liked it. Jock Nielsen says, uh, Jake Nielsen says, to be fair for kills, Grady had a lot of bad targets to him, and that holding call was a bad call. Um, was it? I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't ref the refs. I know. I know. Niner fans like to do that too. But are you going to complain about Brandon Ayuk's touchdown catch when he pushed off blatantly? I mean, you're not going to talk about that, right? So I'm, I'm going to let the I, my my thing with the refs, Philip. No offense, is I feel like obviously they're not perfect, but they're like the weather. They're like rain. They affect both teams, and the bad calls usually even out. It's just that if you're a fan of the 49ers, you're hyper-focused on every missed call on the Niners and every missed call on the Raiders you like. So I'm just saying. Adam Paul says, what a game. Thoughts on Purdy playoff potential. I think he showed today that he 
has what it takes to win back and forth games in the playoffs. This was a playoff type game, even if that's not a playoff caliber opponent. Niners no longer scare teams, lots of holes exposed. Yeah, all of a sudden, the defense is not scaring teams like it used to. Connor Cock, ooh, Connor Coke. It's Coke, right? Connor Coke says, sorry, Niners all year have uh, rode the defense for wins. Today proved the offense can win with an, win in a shootout, ugly win, but this is what a complimentary team does. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and the defense won the game at the end. Lenore needs to be benched, was getting burned all day. Defense needs to play better. Zero sacks, but came through at the end when needed. Bosa, D-P-O-Y. Yep, Ayuk was clutch after that first drop. Mason TD. Well put. Devin. Says Brock is still young, he has room to grow, and he will. He will start hitting the open passes more. He's still playing better than Lance ever did. Not saying Lance won't be better eventually. I, I thought what was so interesting about Purdy today is that it wasn't his best performance. It was the most adversity he faced. He had to come back from a 10-point deficit, and he did it. And in that sense, it's kind of his most impressive performance, not statistically, but just given the fact that um, it was the toughest spot he's been in yet. Jeremy, Jerry, thank you. J J J J R R R R R R R. I don't get it. We need to get Ray Ray the ball. The, the ball ball. <laughs> He's hella good. Super, super explosive. Antoine Williams has got to show love to McGlinchey. No sacks given up at all pro level player Crosby. Yeah, man. Good job, Mike. No uh, penalties either. Defense had no respect for Stidham and got burned. How, did the, how does the game plan change versus playoff quarterbacks? Also, Kittle got interception by Ayuk on that wobbler. Uh, karma. Um, to me... The way they didn't respect Stidham was they just let him out of the pocket repeatedly. And they could say, like, well, you know, we underestimated his mobility. We'll be better next time. Like, the Niners underestimate every quarterback's mobility, and they let every quarterback do that. So, I don't know. Amtod99 says, Ambry is a future pro bowler, unfortunate in Seattle. Uh, unfortunately, in Seattle, got to appreciate the 40 chest by giving Brock a live two-minute drill before the playoffs. Yeah, true. Felix says, the defense gave up big plays but still got two interceptions. An impressive goal line stop. CMC was an absolute dog today, too. That's true. I'm not saying the Niners' defense is bad. I'm just saying it's not as... It's not the 1985 Bears the way we thought it was. Got to be impressed with the quarterback playing bad, but clutch. Yep, that's impressive. Seems D has dropped their pick, their pack since Purdy scores. Uh, okay. Jerry says, I can't understand why Lenore was on Adams most of the game instead of Ward. Um, me neither. I, but at the end, it was Ward. Uh, Eddie Marcos says, defense turn up last night. They played like they had a hangover. They will be all right. I didn't even turn up last night. I had eight hours of sleep last night. Hero... Winchester says PB keeps checking off boxes coming from behind. The interception didn't phase him today. He won uh, the heart of the people by beating the Raiders. Chosen one. Trey Niner says, why wasn't Jimmy Ward on Waller? He was on Renfro, which made no sense to me. We might have to put Jimmy Ward back on the outside and Womack inside. I agree with that. Uh, the Niners can't cover tight ends right now. Chuggy Wuggy says, Daddy is eating pasta, enjoying show and W. I love you. Go Niners. All right, Chuggy. Turbo Season says, why is Jordan Mason not getting more runs? I don't know, but he got some good ones today. Touchdown, first one. Rob Martin says, what's up? Brock just can't stop, Purdy. <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Great win for him through the adversity. Agree. Moving on. I want to stick with the offense. What's interesting to me is that in the past, Kyle Shanahan would go away from his stars, have a player who's doing really well, forget about him, want to trick you. Now with Christian McCaffrey, the ball goes to him like damn near every play. In the first half – it felt like every play went to Christian McCaffrey, and it's it, it's justified in the sense that he's playing well. His yards per carrier up. He's a really good player, and when you give him the ball, good things happen. But better things happen when defenses can't just key in on him. When they have to worry about the other weapons too, because most teams don't have someone who can cover Brandon Ayuk man to man or Kittle man to man. Uh, and so you have to spend special attention on like three or four players in the Niners' offense, and you can't do all that. You can't double everyone. 
so what I thought was interesting was Kyle's been way too McCaffrey-focused. This offense is too McCaffrey-centric. And I, that's what I felt the issue was. They've scored 14 points in the first half, which is it's not a little bit. But this offense, as you can see, this offense has serious potential. This is the kind of offense that should be going for 30 to 40 points a game. Not 22, not 24, not 28. This is a team that could get to 40 against most teams and almost did tonight. And they do that by leveraging all of their weapons. What's the point of having Brandon Ayuk and Kittle and Juszczyk and I, all these guys that the Niners are so invested in and you just want to give the ball to McCaffrey every time because he's playing well? Yeah, sure. But the offense clearly is better when uh, you're leveraging the attention McCaffrey generates to get the ball to other people. Like, at the end of the game, well, first, for example, that screen pass to Ray Ray McLeod, it was a fake toss to the right to McCaffrey and a quick throw back to Ray Ray. Brilliant. You do the fake toss to McCaffrey, you got 11 guys looking that direction. Now you got a wide open screen on the back end to Ray Ray McLeod. That's smart. Because Ray Ray's really good. Jawan's really good. Ayuk's really good. I mean, there's a lot of really... Jawan will kill you. He will burn you. So will Ray Ray. So, use him. And, he, and Kyle did in the second half, and I think that's a good lesson for him going forward. Don't fall in love with, with McCaffrey. He's always going to be there for him. There's, you can get him 20 touches, no problem. But he doesn't need 30. And you know what? Ayuk needs his 10 targets as he got today. Jennings needs the ball more. Ray Ray needs the ball more. Jennings needs the ball more. What have they done all year to give Kyle Shanahan any hesitancy about using them more? Those two need the ball more. Mason needs the ball more. Um, McCaffrey still needs to get a hefty workload, but um, they're better when it's not all about him. And I think Kyle Shanahan's figuring it out. I think... Based on his play calling in the second half, I feel like he's figured it out. 902-2 against the AFC West. No? Oh, yeah, they are. That's true. AFC West was... Uh, Raiders are better than I thought. Sean Jay says Brandon showed why he's number one wide receiver on this team. Of course, I agree. Callie Tremor says running backs still need to be rotated, especially now. I agree. Chuggy Wuggy says, uh, love this playoff run is going to be special. Let's freaking go. Dave in the Desert says... Um, Rest starters versus Arizona or go all out for the number one seed? Let me think about it. I'm going to talk about it in a minute. Best channel on for Niners coverage. Keep it up, Grant. Thank you. That was nice. Gabriella Cabral DeMello says, Warner is overly aggressive all the time. He needs to stop. All those big hits after the play is over. I keep waiting for a necessary roughest flag. Okay, so he had a face mask. He had a pass interference. And I thought he had two plays where he hit Jared Stidham in the helmet when he was already on the ground with his hit him with his forearm and I thought you know if he weren't Fred Warner and he didn't have that all pro reputation he might have got called for that but he didn't but he needs to knock that off journey of maturity what's up coach yeah I love that phrase that's the phrase of the season journey of maturity the only thing that gives me pause is I felt that he's done that before I think we felt that way in 2019 and last year too and so I still want to see Kyle at the finish line you know what I mean? Like He still feels like the quarter miler who trips at the finish line <laughs> on his shoes. So, um, yeah, it feels like a journey of maturity. It was a journey of maturity today in the second half. Big time. Now uh, D'Amico Ryan is going to have to do a journey of adjustments because so far he's running out of ideas of things that work. Danny Gray got a look today. He's slowly getting Kyle's trust. I'm not expecting anything, but how cool would it be if he made a play or two in the playoffs? I like that he got a touch on an end around. They keep trying to say that he could do more than just catch balls down the field. Well, I haven't seen him catch a ball down the field in a regular season game yet, so why not try this? It worked! 
Go Danny. Also, Ty Davis Price had a nice run today. It was like third and one or two. He got five yards. Hey! Two rookies with a slow start to their career doing pretty well. David Baker says they showed they can overcome adversity. Yes, they did. I liked seeing Gray on that jet sweep. Me too. Me too. Stephen Pryor says, I can live with the occasional deep interceptions like the one Glock Purdy threw today. Way better than lobbing one to a linebacker down the middle like we've watched for four years. More than four. Feels like more than four. Feels like a decade. Also, defense is good. No need to panic. But how good? Mike McGlinchey surprisingly played pretty well, in my opinion. Yeah, man. Shout out Mike McGlinchey. Good game. Jason Lutz says, I think CMC took offense. Took offense to you saying he's just a finesse runner. He was chucking guys today. Looked like Mitchell. Ayuk is turning into a monster, too. Yeah, I hope I hope it did. I really like Christian McCaffrey. I just want to say I walked out of the locker room talking to him about. Uh, did I tell you guys that story? It was like on Thursday. Um, he said he played little league in a group interview. At the end, I played little league. I was a baseball player. I said, "What position do you play?" He said, "Running back." I was like, "I thought you meant baseball." And he was like, "Oh, I played shortstop and center field." I was like, "I played those two. I preferred center field because you get to open your stride and run in the outfield." He was like, "Yeah, but I quit after eighth grade. No one ever hit the ball in the outfield when I was that young." I was like, "Yeah, that's." That's true. That's fair. And he was like, well, I always just ran track after that. And I said, well, what were your events? And he said, uh, the sprints, one of the two. I was a 300 hurdler. <laughs> Not that I'm as fast as him. So he said, I said, Christian, what's your uh, PR? What's your personal record in the 100? Every sprinter knows. He said 10-5, which is really freaking fast. So I said, hey, Christian, fuck you. <laughs> we laughed. And I said, hey, man, one time when I was 13, I ran an 11-3 from a standing start. And he, such a, he's such a gentleman. He's like, that's really good. That's really fast. I was like, thanks, Christian. You're a nice guy. So I, he knows what I said about him. He's a pro. Really like Christian McCaffrey. He let me say fuck you to him and, and didn't even get mad about it. Which, again, that's, I like that. Rob Martin. Juwan Jennings was severely underused this game. Yes! Ray Ray 2. CMC exponentially overused. Way to win is Oprah style. You get a ball to all weapons. Again, I thought, you know, if you give a genius like Kyle all the weapons, he will use them. And so far, he's been a little too focused on his new toy, which, you know, that's what happens with new toys. Glad Carr was home today. Yeah, I think the Raiders were too. Nine bucks from Aru Luster. Thank you. McGlinchey had an uncharacteristically amazing block. Yeah, man, good for Mike. I'm definitely rooting for him. I don't, I don't root for anyone to be a failure. He's a nice guy. Keneal Mason says, Jordan Mason scoring a touchdown in my first game wearing his jersey, plus beating the Raiders while watching with my girlfriend's dad, who's a Raider fan. <laughs> hey, next time we do a cone phone, I want you to wear that jersey. I want to see that. That looks, I bet that's nice. Rick H says, four to five Super Bowl wins with great corners. Do you think it's better to have a great front uh, four average secondary or average front four great secondary? You need both. You need freaking both. But what I always feel is you can platoon players in the D-line. You can generate pressure with uh, stunts and blitzes. And the Niners do that. Like, T.Y. McGill, hell of a player. Kerry Hyder, Charles Menehu. Like, I don't think you need to spend... I mean, unless you get Nick Bosa. You can sort of get... A, the Niners can sort of get by with second-tier D linemen who, who, are spe, who specialize in one thing, platoon them. You can't do that in secondary. I mean, if you don't have a guy that you feel can match up with Devontae Adams or Darren Waller, then you can't play man-to-man coverage. And now you got to play zone, and they know what's coming. So, I don't know. I, I, to me, I feel like what you should do is probably, well, what you could do, what the Eagles do, is they draft defensive linemen and sign corners. Because with cor- corners are cheaper than defensive linemen. They're cheaper than premier defensive tackles. They're cheaper than premier defensive ends in free agency. 
So go out, get a guy you know is the truth. Darius Slay, James Bradbury, that's what, that's what Philly did. And then just keep drafting defensive linemen because they're cheaper when they're on the rookie contracts. That's what you could do to get to be, you know, loaded at both spots. Something to think about. Scotty Dippin says, slightly concerned that BP wasn't the most accurate downfield. Anything specific LV saw on tape that may have contributed to his average day? Yeah, I thought he was uh, abandoning clean pockets too quickly, a little um, quick on the trigger, and his ball placement was a little erratic. I don't know if he felt uh, uncomfortable in the pocket, pressured, uh, injured, um, whatever, but he definitely seemed a little off today. Danny, five bucks, thank you. Uh, kudos, Kevin. And Drake, no question. Tana, Huff coverage a concern? Can Ambry get some reps? Yes and yes. Uh, Niners daddy says great team win and Purdy was clutching the end. Purdy still could be that guy, but fair to say his physical limitations did show this game. I totally agree. And that's why it's important that the Niners still have Trey Lance. You want some tamales, Grant? <laughs> Chug got you. Thank you, Chuggy Wuggy. Kinlaw and Armstead are busts. We need to address the D-line next season. I mean... I still don't know what to make of Kinlaw. Armstead, good player, but I've always wondered, is he really worth 20 freaking million dollars a year when the Niners' defense never missed, never missed a beat without him? It seemed the gameplay was to throw the ball at 38. Game plan, yeah, good game plan. That was Washington's game plan, too. I guess uh, the Raiders did their homework. Wish we had Verrett and Mosey right now. Yep. Imagine the Niners without CMC this year. I don't know. I really like Jordan Mason. I, st I still feel like they'd be all right without Christian McCaffrey, but, yeah, man, he makes him a lot better. So let's talk about this defense. The defense really has a big problem defending deep throws. And what's interesting is we, it didn't, this really didn't pop up until the last two weeks. We saw it against Kansas City, but that felt like a one-off because it's Kansas City. But most of the year, the Niners' pass rush and run defense have been so good that teams are so afraid to try to get the ball down the field that they just basically call a bunch of screen passes and dinks and dunks and check downs and Traverius Ward was talking about it this week. He said, our job is so easy because we know the ball's coming out quick. We know there's going to be a bunch of quick throws, and we can drive on those quick throws and not worry about getting beat deep. Well, what happens if the Niners' pass rush isn't dominating that day? Like today, no sacks. And not just no sacks, but wildly, um, wildly undisciplined pass rushing that allowed Jared freaking Stidham, who's probably slower than me, to rush for first downs at will and extend plays and get the ball down the field. So that's concerning. It started off with the run defense. Freaking Josh Jacobs. Wow. Hell of a player. Um, after the game, Nick Bosa said he's the best running back he's ever faced, which means better than Christian McCaffrey because the Niners faced McCaffrey this year. Interesting. I could, I, I could see that. Um, stronger. More powerful. Almost just as quick. Hell of a runner. Uh, so... With him getting four or five yards consistently on first down, the Niners were never really in that, like, pin your ears back and, and, and get after the quarterback second and ten kind of stuff. And so with Stidham being ahead of the chains, the run game working, him being more mobile than the Niners expected, really the Niners seem, seeming completely unprepared for his skill set, all of a sudden, once again, we see the Niners giving up big plays down the field, open receivers, uh, guys making contested catches. Diamond Lenore, sometimes it feels like his coverage is good, and then, boom, he gives up a 45-yard catch anyway. It seems like the best Diamond Lenore can do is run around uh, you know, on the field and maybe stick with his man, but he's not going to make a play on the ball, and he's probably going to give up a catch 75 80% of the time. And it's not just him. Now, he's clearly the weakest link in the secondary. Teams are going at him relentlessly. It's going to keep happening, especially in the playoffs. Um, but there's Hafunga too. Hafunga is 
way over-aggressive, and uh, he gave up a touchdown today. Maybe two? And what's interesting is, last year, what sunk the 49ers? Strong safety. Chikwaski Tart, not getting an interception in this NFC Championship game. Now, thinking, well, Hafunga's a big upgrade, Pro Bowl player. I don't know, man. Recently, it seems like he's given up more than he's getting. Uh, what else? Traverius Ward, good player, didn't give up, get beat deep, but he did get a, give up a touchdown in the uh, red zone. Just a fade ball. He's supposed to be all over that. Dump, jumped too soon. Mistimed his jump. Tashawn Gibson, super clutch t- uh, interception at the end, also gave up a long catch to Darren Waller. And it's like what happened on the play was I think they sh- the Niners showed man-to-man coverage across the board with the blitz, single high safety. And at, at this point, Jared Fr- freaking Stidham is looking at the, at the, across the field being like, man, I love all my matchups. I got Waller on Gibson. I got uh, freaking Devontae Adams on Diamador Lenore. Like, where do I want to go? And it doesn't seem like Tashawn Gibson can cover quality wide receiver, tight ends man-to-man. So what, what D'Amico can do is just keep calling zone and hope that the ball won't go over the top anymore and they'll stop giving up explosive plays. But is that going to work against... Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts, just a steady diet of zone coverage? Probably not. Probably got to play some man coverage every once in a while to switch it up. And right now, the Niners can't match up with premium weapons. And if you think about it, the Niners haven't faced premium weapons this year. They faced Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith-Schuster and Mecole Hardman got blown out. They faced Miami, but Jalen Waddell didn't play in that game. They had Tyreek Hill. Had a good game, but Miami didn't play well. And that offense is super overrated. Uh, who else did they play? They played the Chargers, who are missing both their wide receivers. They haven't faced... This might be the most talented offense the Niners have faced all year, except for... It might be the most talented offense the Niners have faced all year, quarterback notwithstanding. And they're going to face offenses with this level of talent in the playoffs. And uh, can they keep the ball in front of them? When Robert Sala was the, was the coordinator here, Say what you want about Robert Sala. A lot of people think D'Amico's better than him. One thing Robert Sala was really good at was not giving up the freaking deep throw. He gave up way too many short throws for my taste. Actually, he was a hell of a a coordinator for my taste. But D'Amico seems to be – his defense gives up a lot of long throws, which, um, you know, they've won nine in a row. It hasn't burned them yet, but all it takes is one in the playoffs. And frankly, the way the Niners' defense is playing, the way they consistently give up scramble lanes to quarterbacks and – the way guys run, I've been running wide open through the deep secondary. I, I wonder how, they're, how this defense is going to fare when they face Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen. How are they going to do against Josh Allen when they made Jared Stidham look like Josh Allen today? I want to know. They got to make some adjustments, and I don't know what the adjustments are. The adjustments are probably benching Lenore. But is Ambry Thomas that much better? I don't know. I don't know. I don't see how it could be worse. And what's weird is last year, they benched Lenore for Thomas, and Thomas was an upgrade. He made big plays in the playoffs, had interceptions down the field. Lenore's getting roasted, and the Niners won't go to Ambry Thomas. They might want to think that. Maybe they should call up Tchaikovsky Tart. Just maybe. Also, they got to get Jimmy Ward back on the tight ends, man. He's too good. It, it seems like, it, depending on the opponent, today, Waller's better than Hunter Renfro. Put Jimmy Ward on freaking Waller. If they play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, he Kelsey's better than Juju. Jimmy should be on Kelsey. I don't know. It feels like D'Amico, these are, that's an easy adjustment D'Amico can make. Put Jimmy Ward on someone better. Stop wasting him on slot receivers who aren't going to do much. What team is the hottest right now? Not the Niners after today. 
mean, nine in a row is nine in a row. It ain't Philly. How does Allegiant Stadium stack up? Any stadium is nicer. Um, it's a lot like the stadium in Minnesota. It's a nice dome with a lot of uh, glass. I- I'm more of a fan of open-air stadiums, but it's way nicer than SoFi, which is way too freaking big, man. SoFi's a joke. They have a lake and an art museum. It's like, man. And it's also a dome. In L.A., why do you have to have a dome in L.A. or Vegas or Arizona? I don't get that. Is Stidham good or, or was uh, Care really just that bad? I think he's actually kind of good. I liked him coming out of college. He has a really nice arm, and he's a better athlete than I realized. I think he was a five-star recruit, too. He ended up at Auburn, but didn't he go somewhere else? Did he have Baylor at first? He was a big-deal recruit. Was the crowd 60-40 Niners? It sounded, uh, it was sounded on TV. It looked 75-25 Niners, and I almost it sounded like Kyle Shanahan accused the Raiders of pumping in noise at the post-game press conference. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. Worried about Banks and Greenland injuries, though. I'm going to talk about those. Adrian says, uh, who was better, too short or Ice Cube? Also, the Niners' blitzes don't seem as effective as they were early in the season. Why? Um, Ice Cube. No, excuse me, too short. Sorry. Love Ice Cube. Ice Cube is the greatest West Coast rapper of all time. Of all time. Uh, But he did two songs. It was a good day, which is a great song. And it's one of those rap songs that almost everyone alive can rap, like 75% of it. Then he did um, You Can Do It, Put Your Back Into It, which is one of his worst songs. I'm sure we all had a good time dancing to it in middle school, but terrible song. Too Short came out and, and, and played uh, Getting It, which, classic. I didn't really get the, the crowd going, but then he, he did Blow the Whistle, which is one of the greatest rap songs ever, ever written. And it's impossible not to get extremely hyphy when that song comes on. So I got to give it to Too Short. Got to. Seeing too much of Hafunga's hair bouncing off his back, Lenore panic defense covers. Um, I see what you mean. John's, Jan's son says the Niners struggle against teams with Pro Bowl weapons no matter the quarterback. And they haven't faced very many of them this year. Brandon Nichols, thank you. Bosa rushing sloppy, chasing numbers. I see what you mean. He also admitted after the game that they did not take Stidham seriously. Hell no, Witherspoon got toasted on the regular under Sala. That's true. That is true. He was bad. Tana says any reason Timor 33 doesn't get reps at safety. He's not good. Niners D-line thought they were going to have a field day with Stiddy and abandoned all their gaps and had no sacks to show for it. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Grant Packers are coming for us, just making you mad. All right, I feel you. I mean, they, they beat uh, the Vikings today. I don't think they have enough weapons on offense to, to, to scare the Niners' defense. Man, I've seen Aaron Rodgers fold against the Niners' defense dozens of times, it feels like. SoCal 49ers since I've been trying to say that the Raiders' offense can come out of nowhere, and today was one of those days, not giving the defense excuses. They were bad. True. Good point. Um, Niners. Cade says, I remember you said we would be a bad matchup for Burrow and the Bengals, but after seeing what Adams did to our secondary, does your opinion change? Well, yeah, I was thinking Burrow can't get away from the Niners' pass rush, but if Stidham can, I don't know. So, yeah, that's a good – I mean, the Bengals may have the best – I mean, Chase, Higgins, they have better weapons than the Raiders, arguably. Although, Devontae Adams, my God, he is so good. Okay, the Niners are now the number two seed. They could get the number one seed. Uh, they're going to finish with the number two seed unless they lose to the Cardinals, which I don't think they will because the Cardinals are freaking terrible. Way worse than the Raiders. So thank you very much, Minnesota. I don't want to go. I like Minnesota. Minneapolis, nice town. Was there uh, in August. Had a great time. Don't need to go back. It'll be cold as hell. I was just there. Went to the restaurant I wanted to go to. Thank you, Minnesota, for being so reliable and doing what you do. So two seed locked up most likely. Can the Niners get the one seed? Yes, if Philly loses next week. Now, I believe, let me just check this out. I'm pretty sure the Eagles next week are playing the Giants. Let me make sure. 
Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the Giants have nothing to play for. Like, they're in. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I think the Giants are in. They got nothing to play for. Standings. I'm checking them out real quick. And, yeah, they're in. So that means they can't be the seventh seed. They can't be the fifth seed. They're locked in at six. So that means they could, they could rest their starters. It's possible the Eagles will just win by default because the Giants won't try. Don't know. In which case, the Niners won't get the number one seed, and I might have to fly to Philly, which is a really far flight. Have you ever flown to Philly? It's far. It's like New York, but not quite as far, but very far. It's okay. I would have a good time. It's not about me, really. If you want to know if the Niners get the number one seed, probably not. But, and maybe that'll be the reason the Niners, maybe that'll be a big determining factor in what happens to the Niners this year, the fact that they didn't have the number one seed. They should have had it. Had they beaten Denver and freaking Atlanta, they would have, but they didn't. So, at least I got the two seed. That's very good. The, di- the thing is, a few years ago, two seed would have meant bye week, which is great, right? Now, no bye week. So, it would be better to get that number one seed, but um, at least they're going to be at home, most likely. Matthew says, I hate saying this, but how many times were we held today with no calls? Come on, Matthew. Come on, Matthew. Don't. Don't. They even out. They even out. I'm telling you, Brandon Ayuk had a touchdown on, a, on an offensive pass interference. The number one seed with bye week would slow the momentum. I see what you mean. Can you please put out, put all these Trey Lance haters in their place? The Trey Lance hate is real. Well, I thought what was interesting today is that this was, it was, it was Purdy's most impressive performance, but it was also the most human he's looked. And is also uh, the most that his limitations came out. So I, I think after today, it's like, yeah, he was clutch, but what's going to happen in the playoffs? And maybe it's a good thing that the Niners aren't all in with him yet. He still has a lot to prove. Cube wasn't NWA and Westside Connection too short. No, I agree. Ice Cube is the greatest, is the greatest West Coast rapper of all time. Too short. Is he even top three? I don't think so. I think the top three West Coast rappers all time are Ice Cube, Ice T, Ice Cube, Ice T, and I'm gonna say Mac Dre. And then after them, I think the next tier down would be Too Short, Snoop Dogg, um, what have you. But, yeah, I think you got to go Ice Cube, Ice-T, and Mac Dre. But Too Short, I mean, God. Some of the greatest songs of all time. Made by Too Short. Rap songs of all time. And from different decades, too. Blow the Whistle. Um, I can't say some of the names. But you know what I'm talking about. One song about a, a, a lovely lady named Betty. A lovely lady named Betty. That's a good song. The Ghetto. The Ghetto, 1990. That was one of the first rap songs that had, like, all the live instruments on it. And that sound is pretty much the Dirty South sound. I mean, uh, UGK ran with it. Uh, Mike Dean and Ghetto Boys ran with it. But that was all too short first. Too short, Pioneer. I have a lot to say about him. Eagles lose, Cowboys win, Cowboys win the division. Yeah, but they're not going to lose. Eagles aren't going to lose because the, the Giants have nothing to play for. Brandon Nichols says, does a buy kill momentum during a run like this? The layoff hurt Michigan going into the Fiesta. Good question. I mean, the Niners looked kind of uh, flat in this game, didn't they? Wave nine. And they didn't even have a, they didn't have a bye week, so maybe. Wave Nine Mystic says, "Can you say what Purdy did better than Jimmy today? Um, the touchdown throw to Kittle is a is a, a play that Jimmy wouldn't have made. He wouldn't have seen him. Wouldn't have rolled left. Um, hmm. That's one. The touchdown throw to Kittle is one that Jimmy wouldn't have made. So, how about that? All the movement that he does as well, making people miss. He got sacked zero times. Jimmy would have got sacked in this game. How about that? Those things." 
Adam Paul says, I heard some mixed opinions about getting the bye week in the playoffs that it can make your players rusty. What is your opinion on that? Better to have the bye week than not to have it, frankly. Health? Health? Is Ayuk a better wide receiver one than Debo? Yes. Debo's having a terrible year. No way, Ice-T, he only had colors track. Oh, what? Are you kidding? No, he didn't. O- original Gangster? I mean, dude, he had so many songs. Ice-T? Get out of here with that. Also one of the greatest voices of all time. You're sleeping on Tupac. Dude, Tupac grew up in, like, New York and then went to high school in Baltimore. He moved to the Bay when he was, like, 19. He sounds like he's from the East Coast. Yes, he made rap albums with, with uh, No Limit. Only reason he, excuse me, No Limit. Only reason he joined Death Row is because he got shot trying to work with Bad Boy. He thought he was going to be in Bad Boy with Biggie. He was trying to build that relationship, and then he felt he got double-crossed. Don't know what happened there. I wasn't there that night. Ended up working with Death Row as sort of an F you to Bad Boy. Dude was from, Bro- Dude was from New York. Dave, 499, thank you. Singletary wrote a diss rap against Vernon Davis and played it for the whole team. Asked Delaney Walker. Is that really true? That's hilarious. No West Coast, but Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah, they have some songs. They have some. Uh, Stalking Jack Bulls, smoking cat food. It sounds like he's saying smoking cat food, but he says stalking Jack Fools. Stalking Jack Bulls. Anyway, I like their little sing-songy flow. Jimmy who? Agree. Do you think the Raiders O-line the best one the Niners D is facing? It made him look like the best. No, but Kansas City's better. Is this a blueprint on how to beat the SF or just a bad game? Yes, it's the blueprint. Bombs away. Now, there's no blueprint on how to defend the Niners offense right now. I think, thanks, I definitely agree mobility is nice. It is nice, right? It's very nice. Judy, thank you. Pac is, he moved to Oakland when he was 19. Okay? I moved to LA when I was 19. That's like saying I'm from LA. I'm not. I'm from Oakland. Aaron Banks sprained his MCL. You saw he was down. Didn't return to the game. Sprained MCL is a big deal. We've seen other players in the Niners have sprained MCLs and uh, miss a, a significant amount of time. Um, six to eight weeks usually. Now, we'll, he'll, he'll have a, an MRI and we'll get the official word on how long he's going to miss. But it, there's a significant possibility that he won't play again this season. And I think what's interesting about that is he's been one of their best offensive linemen might have been a Pro Bowl snub. You could argue he's their second-best offensive lineman after Trent Williams. He goes down in this game, and the offense doesn't miss a beat. Is it the Purdy effect? I don't know. But it just seems like right now, with the right quarterback, this team is, like, going to score 35 at least. And you could take out the left guard. You could take out the right guard. They're still going to find a way to score 37 points. So maybe in the playoffs, you know, like, if they have to face Philly and Philly, and they don't have Aaron Banks— Philly has not just Fletcher Cox, but they have Javon Hargrave and Jordan Davis and a bunch of really big, strong, talented defensive tackles. And if it's just Brunskill in there, it could be bad. That being said, Brunskill's actually been a pretty good player for the Niners for years. You could argue he's better than Spencer Burford right now. So it shouldn't ruin the Niners' season. Daniel Brunskill's still a better player than, frankly, uh, Burford, McGlinchey, Lenore. The way I look at it. So this is not a season ender. Um, I hope Aaron Banks comes back quickly because he's from Alameda. Respect. Alameda. Come back soon, Aaron. Jimmy and Lance wouldn't have kept us in this game. Pretty makes 30-yard play action passes where Jimmy gets sacked. Um, I could definitely agree with you about Jimmy. Uh, Trey, it's only been four games. I really don't know what to make of him. 
but you do. Cali Tremor says, better West Coast rapper is to each their own. They all have their own style, something for everyone. It's like asking sauce on your ribs or not. Hey, Niner fans, what's Too Short's favorite word? What's the best thing about Too Short is he can get an entire stadium of 70,000 people, men and women, to belt that word with gusto, and no one's offended. Only Too Short can do that. Gotta love that. The reason, no, I think it's objective. Ice Cube wrote the NWA albums and had a, his own uh, freaking solo career. I mean, that's a lot. Ice-T had three albums that were great. Too Short had multiple albums that were great. Mac Dre is the underground king of the West Coast. What do you do if Jimmy gets healthy during the playoffs? I don't know. Do, not play him. Alfredo says, do you think Purdy was forcing some passes to Kittle in some place? He had other players wide open. I do. I do, absolutely. And sometimes he forced him to McCaffrey. Jeff says, Grant, do you think Kyle will give J.P. Mason more touches now playoffs? Uh, especially after that touchdown that could have won the game. I hope so, but I don't know how Kyle Shanahan thinks. Sometimes he's a troll. Purdy did show weakness today, but that was clutch. But was clutch. Yep, that was the story of the game for him. Brandon Nichols says, Tupac was a Juilliard theater kid method acting as a gangster. You can say that. You can say that. He was not a real gangster. Um, great actor, though. He was so good in Juice. Rob Martin says, not going to even talk about E-40, the other rapper from Vallejo that gave a lot of rap. It's good. That's true, man. E-40's right there with Too Short. You could argue that E-40 actually has a more important career than Too Short. E-40's still around. It's a good call. Boy, the West Coast is great. Bus 301 says, if NYG is going to rest starters and lose against Philly, would, wouldn't SF be better off resting starters two and getting the three seed to play New York Giants in round one as opposed to potentially playing Green Bay? Hadn't thought of that. Something to think about. Something to think about. I would put Mac Dre number two. I feel you. Only thing that sl slowed down Mac Dre was going to prison for five years. That's it. And what's ironic about it, not ironic, but 92 to 96, that's like the, that's the heyday of West. He missed it. Went to, went to jail in 92, came back in 96. West Coast Rapid kind of been dead at that point, but he brought it back. Andre Nicotina's underrated. Big Andre Nicotina fan. Yana Vander says, good to see BCB thrive under pressure and adversity. He was, responded well, still felt confident even when he was struggling. Did the D party last night, LOL. I didn't see him. I did not see him. Was, our, was one secondary injury away from going nowhere? Weir. Yep, agree. Should we bring Janoris? No. Hell no. He gave up that long one last year. No, last week. More. Dre Greenlaw, back injury. Don't know how, uh, how long he's going to be out. Um, so we'll find out tomorrow when he has whatever, an MRI. But... I think it's important. Didn't you see the difference in the Niners' defense before and after Dre Greenlaw? He's so much faster than Aziz Alshair. Aziz Alshair is a solid player, but he's not Dre Greenlaw. He's not the run defender Dre Greenlaw is. He's not the pass coverage guy that Dre Greenlaw is. And when he's not around, I, I, dude, it, Greenlaw better come back. They're going to need him in the playoffs. If they don't have Dre Greenlaw, I don't know if they're winning the Super Bowl. He's been their second best player on defense all year. So, um, they're going to miss him. Don't know how long he's out, but they need him back. He's their best linebacker. He's their second best player in their front, in their front seven. He is fast, violent, good against the run, good against the pass. The pass. Better than Fred Warner. What was Fred Warner doing in this game? What was he doing? A lot of tackles, but he almost seemed reckless. He got lucky with it. I'm not saying bad calls, but, man, they could have won either way. He was really coming in late, hitting Stidham in the head. If you if, – if he can get away with it, great. But, man, and then he got the, the face mask and the, the DPI. Like, the DPI was blatant, too, and he was arguing about it vociferously. Vociferously. I don't know. Lady Greenlaw back super quick. G-Eazy is better than everyone you mentioned. Gerald? No. Absolutely not. G-Eazy? No. He says he's from Oakland. I never met him. 
He's my age. I'm from Oakland. Best track ever. Too hard for the freaking radio. True story. I had a, uh, a hip-hop radio show my freshman year at UCLA. I applied for it. Not everyone got it. I made a mixtape to go above and beyond. First song on it, that. Because I'm just, you know. Mac Dre over Tupac or Kendrick? Yeah, easily. I, I'm not a big Kendrick guy. Some people act like he's like the greatest of all time. I like one song and album by Kendrick. So I have a Kendrick playlist on my Spotify. It's got six songs on it, something like that. Part of me feels like Warner was more exposed when Greenlaw went out. Agree. Niners in trouble when Greenlaw set out next camp. Ooh, he got extended. Why is he going to sit out? Who's your favorite modern rapper? My favorite modern rapper? Um, I don't know. I don't know. In the Bay, it's uh, Ezel. I love Ezel. But he only makes like a couple songs an album, a, a year. He's super underground. You wouldn't know him. From Funktown. Uh, Bandit 499. Check him out on Spotify. Selly Cell, Hot Sunny Day. Ooh, Selly Cell. Nice call. Sheesh. Who decides defensive starters, Kyle or D'Amico? I think it's Kyle. So we're not going to say anything about Souls of Mischief? You know, I'm not a big Souls of Mischief guy. I prefer Del the Funky. I love Casual and Hyro. I always like Casual. I don't know. He was like the... I like Casual. Casual and Del. That's how I felt. What would the Niners players say if you asked them who was the best West Coast rapper? Man, they're all 23 from Alabama, man. They don't know about... West Coast rap. They listen to Lil Baby at practice every day. Niners players with the most rap knowledge. Kyle knows rap. I don't know, man. That's a good question. But it's just, it's, it's different. I'm old. I'm 34 years old, man. Chris Holt says, I think everyone in their grandma saw the, uh, the weak end of the defense, which is the backfield. I don't see how all of a sudden it will change thoughts. Thoughts? It's not going to change. Vociferously is definitely a UCLA word. English major. Mac Dre, number one Bay Area God. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe the greatest rapper of all time. Him or Slick Rick? Okay, I want to get my final thoughts on Las Vegas. I haven't spent much time in Las Vegas. I came here in college when I had no money, and I never really had that much fun because what are you going to do with no money in Vegas? So now I have a little change. I brought my wife, and um, what I want to say what I like about Vegas first. I like the old, kitschy bars. Like, I went, I, I made a video. I went to downtown. I went to the Atomic, Atomic Liquors, which is um, in Casino. It's where Joe Pesci stabs a dude with the knife. Not the knife, the pen. Pen. Anyway, that place hasn't been renovated in, in like 40 years. It's dark. It's smoky. It's the kind of bar you can't find in California anymore. Doesn't exist. Used to. Doesn't anymore. And I like an old, campy, kitschy bar. Don't you? They used to have one in Hayward at Banchero's. I used to go there as a kid. Not, not the bar. But it was like an old, uh, kitschy Italian restaurant. Doesn't exist anymore. I like a bar like that. I like that whole, you know, 1960s, 1950s. Uh, old school Vegas feel. That's very cool. Um, the strip is <laughs> it's cool. It's fun. It's just gaudy. It's just so much gaudy stuff, and it's hard to walk up and down the strip. It takes forever. But what I want to say is, so yesterday, my wife and I go to downtown, and we go get lunch uh, on Fremont Street, and we're starving. We didn't know where to go, so we just duck into some place called like whiskey, like liquor, whiskey, liquor. It, it just like it looks like a, a pub. We go inside, and it's it's. Hooters, you know what I'm saying, in terms of the, the service, and nothing against that, but it's like, I'm with my wife, I didn't, I, we, neither of us were banking on going to freaking, they don't have places like that in California, unless it's Hooters, but here it's like, you know, all the girls are like barely wearing any clothes, and I'm like, it's like a minefield when you're with, with your wife, I thought I'd be ogling them if I wasn't with her, but it's like, you look around the room, and it's like, oh, oh, it's like, sorry, I, I wasn't, I, so it's okay, so we had the Hooters experience, and it's like, alright, that's on us, never heard of the place, that night, 
we it's it's last night. It's uh, New Year's Eve, and like to get dinner in New Year's Eve in Vegas, you have to get a reservation. The price of menus is all it's all hell of expensive. And it's like fine, let's do it. You know, only in Vegas once. I'm never gonna come back to Vegas for New Year's Eve. We go to this place called Yellowtail in the Bellagio. It's a Michelin star restaurant. Hella tasty. It's Hooters again. It's Hooters again. All the, uh, the waitresses barely wearing any clothes. And it's like, man, do you have to do this? Do they force you to do this? It's just, I don't know. Uh, it may be uncomfortable. It's like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like the restaurant, the food's really good. Um, but that is kind of weird. Like, I don't know. Like, who, who decided that that has to happen at every restaurant? The one thing I will say, though, Cirque du Soleil is hella fun. I went to O. They have a bunch of them. The one in the Bellagio is called O. It's like water-themed, and there's all this, like, jumping in a, a pool. So cool. Highly recommend it. Um, Vegas is fun, but for someone who doesn't gamble or stay up late, uh, not really for me. But I had a good time. I had a good time. Cirque, Cirque du Soleil was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I'll give it that. Those are my final thoughts on Las Vegas. Good time. Tyler Trollson says, Rebosa sacks seem to always be the focus, but what are your thoughts on plays like OT today, pushing the O-line of the quarterback? Are, those, are there stats for that? No. Oh, you call that a... I'd have to call that a quarterback hit. But the thing about Bosa is he's clutch, right? Him too. He has a game where he's essentially a ghost. Can't really see him. But then in the final play, of course it's him. Of course. Sleeper Goat. Bay Hip Hop Song. Uh, Dubby. Endo Smoke and Money. Dubby has a great song. He always is like talking crap at the beginning of Mac Dre songs. There's a Dubby song. It's one of the first Mac Dre songs made after he came out of prison. It's on Dubby's album. And I think it's just called Mac Dre. So um, check that out. Tupac went to Tan High Marin. Yeah, he got there at like 18. Julio says the secondary got exposed, Grant. How can the secondary improve from your professional perspective? I don't know, man. The problem is they don't have the guy. They don't have a number two cornerback who can match up against good wide receivers. So you got to play zone, and then that leaves holes in your defense. Did you make any money at the casinos? I don't really gamble, so I played blackjack. I had ten, like not on a real table, but like the video one. I was at a bar. I put ten bucks in. I played for like forty-five minutes. It was fun. I was up big, and then I was like. I don't want to play anymore. So I just went all in like three times in a row, lost my money. And I felt like, you know what? That was $10 well spent. But no, no love for MC Hammer. Um, when I was 14, I was on a, 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 a North Oakland Little League all-star team. And we were South Oakland. We would go play around in the, in the East Bay. And whenever we used to play that song, Oaktown, uh, by MC Hammer, like before it bats, Oaktown. And they used to play that at, at Raider games in, uh, in Oakland. Mac Dre might be the most beloved, definitely not the best, and Pac became a man in the Bay. Uh, definitely the best, absolutely. Because Mac Dre had, you know, he, he, he spit it clear. He was so nonchalant. As far as South Rap goes, thoughts on 3-6 Mafia? I love 3-6 Mafia. Big fan of them. Big fan of uh, Project Pat. Big fan of Duke Deuce. Who knows Duke Deuce? It's the best rapper in uh, Memphis right now. Rank our free agent signings. Um, Mooney Ward, Ray Ray, Burks, Odom, Gibson. Hyder, Teray, Mooney Warden 1, Ray Ray 2, Gibson 3, uh, Odom 4, Hyder 5, Teray. The, did you notice that the Niners called up Teray today from the practice squad and made him inactive? Why'd they do that? To give him a game check. Isn't that generous? 
he made like a lot more money today uh, doing nothing than he would have doing nothing had he been on the practice squad. Me and Jesus the Pippin is 79 Gradana last night. Ah, 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 ah. Great song. Definitely the best song by The Coup. Uh, go to the Mob Museum. I definitely went to the Mob Museum. Are you kidding me? Hella fun. Speakeasy is super sweet. Yeah, I had a great time. It's pronounced Doobie. My bad. Sorry. Like like a Doobie ashtray? I feel you. See, I don't know as much about rap as, as, I, as I act like I do. True story. Yesterday, I get into a, uh, two nights ago, I get into an Uber, and the lady's playing Total. I said, man, Total's so underrated, man. I loved her work. She was great. And she turns back. She goes, you know Total was three women, right? I was like, no. So, a lot of times I say things like I know them, but I don't. Best road city you went to this year, Refood. Mexico City. Mexico City. Chicago. Atlanta. Vegas. LA. I went to Musso and Frank in Hollywood. Go. So nice. McGlinchey played his ass off today. Hell yeah. What? <laughs> I was so embarrassed when I said that. Total's great. She's really underrated. She looked at me. She's like, you know, there is three women, right? I'm like, man, I should have just shut up. In the future, I'm going to shut up. And instead of pretending I know stuff that I don't. It's embarrassing when you, when you do something like that. Thank goodness it was just me and her and my wife. Now I told you guys, and you know I did it, but it could have been worse. What about Pimp C? One of the greatest of all time. All right, guys, I got to go catch a flight. Got to get the hell out of here. I'm taking off in about three hours. Thank you for watching. I'll be back tomorrow with Ryan in the morning and Larry in the afternoon. Peace. Thanks for watching.